is Alicia Christian, and welcome to the Eating Me Podcast. Hey, y'all, it's Alicia, and welcome back to the Eating Me Podcast. Happy Black History Month. And as we continue these wonderful conversations around liberation, I am so excited to share this conversation that I had with Asher Wright. He is such an amazing individual and is doing wonderful things for folks out here that are needing connection around their actual life changes um, and what can be done for them in order to have a fulfilled life. He is called the Wisdom Coach, which I love. And we talk about that a bit in the actual conversation. But before I continue on, I want to share a little bit about Asher um, and just let you know how amazing he is. Asher is an immigrant from Jamaica who proudly serves as a U.S. citizen, deeply connected to his Jamaican roots. A 22-year veteran of the U.S. Army, he is now an entrepreneur dedicating to empowering immigrants and veterans to build better lives for their families. Asher's passion for writing is matched by his role as a wisdom coach, where his mission is to gather and share transformative wisdom from ordinary people with extraordinary stories. Y'all, I am so excited for you to hear this conversation. I will not keep you waiting. So without further ado, please welcome Asher Wright to the Eat Me podcast. Y'all, I'm so excited because I have Asher Wright here on the podcast with us, and I'm really excited because... We are in conversation as it relates to what liberation looks like um, in the Black community. And I'm so excited that you have decided to come on to talk with me about this because I know this particular topic could be something different for each and every Black person because as we all know, we're all different in how we you know, move through life. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Alicia. My pleasure, my friend. And for the listeners, you're here because you you, you want to be educated. You want to you want to get in that liberation space. Because for, for that question for me itself, liberation, what it really means, it's that freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of purpose, freedom of relationship, like freedom to do those things and have the resources to really go after those things. That's what that really means to me. So I'm 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 ready to talk about liberation and uh, more. Uh, I love it. I'm like smiling like from ear, ear to ear. I'm like, yes, let's do this. <laughs> so, I, you know, I one I wanted to talk about before we even get like really into all the things. For those who might not know who Asher is, this person is amazing. So you are what a veteran of 15 years from the army? No, 22 years. 22, 22. years. Yo. So what started your actual career in? The armed forces like how, how did you get into that world and then then how did you kind of like remove yourself if that makes sense oh yeah i can give you i can give you a quick quick rundown on the the, the story about asher and his military career <laughs> but for the folks that are listening i'm a veteran but i'm also an immigrant too mm -hmm. so my origin started in jamaica i grew up in born and raised in jamaica i grew up there i immigrated to the united states back in 1998 Mm. And then I joined the military in 1999. So four months after I got to the United States, I got my green card. And then I was looking for other opportunities. So I signed up for the military. And then eight months later, I was in training. Mm. And then I started my journey back in August. My actual, actual date was really when I was in training was in August. And from there, I did 22 years, retired of April of 2022. So April is when I really signed paperwork back in 1999. 
and April of 2022 is when I really, you know, call it a close and I ended my career from there. And then I venture off in other things because, you know, something about the military that I really love is kind of, you know, say go for 20 years, you get that pension. I'm like, you know what? Let me go for that. Right. And I went after that. And after I got it and I got out, I retired, started getting my, my disability and my pension. I started really on, like feeling that, that thing people talk about residual income. Yes. Like the income that you get when you're not working. And that thing, got, I got a taste of that. And I was like, you know what? I got to do my entrepreneurial journey. I got to mm. find a way to, to do stuff that really create that kind of income that I'm, I can make while I'm not sleeping. And that's when I started my entrepreneurial journey. So, but the military was that that catalyst that kind of put me in that space, you know, took me a, a bunch of places around the world. I mean, I, I was deployed five times, you mm. know, deployed a couple of times to Afghanistan, Kuwait, and um, you know, went, a, went a couple of rotations in Iraq, in but it was just visitation. That really was my permanent location. Mm-hmm. And I've been to other places. So I've been had a really, really healthy career in the military, and I'm grateful for it. I think the United States is the best country on earth. That's why I said to other people, the best, because it's done a lot for me. I grew up in Jamaica, and I grew up in right. poverty back then. So mm-hmm. I really come to America, and I did a lot for myself. And this country put me on a, a couple more steps up that I needed to be on. So right. that's, my, that's my short story. No, I love that. And I love the fact that you seized the opportunity Right. Mm-hmm. In terms of like, I, I love I have this. It's like all falling in place in terms of us talking about liberation, because your your opportunity to move here to become, you know, um, someone that's worked for the military to then realize, hey, wait a minute, this residual income, this feels good. How can mm-hmm. I now continue on with this type of um, way of making money in other ways where I'm not killing myself? So for those who are on a journey of trying to figure out how to get um, residual income, how did like I know you said it was by way of you seeing things through your your career as um, someone in the military, but then like how did that entrepreneurship like how did it get started in a way where you um, saw like okay this is something I want to pursue for the long haul if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, I, I got your question. Right? So here's the thing. <clears throat> so I was I, I did 22 years in the military, and I realized that if I can commit to something for 22 years, mm. and I did a and, and my days was long in the military, like them 12 hours, 13, 14, 15 hour days most of the time, right? And I was putting that much work, and I was like, what if I can commit just a half of that time, a decade, so to something of my own, wow. right? Something I'm building for myself, right? If I can commit that much time, what would it feel like? What would it look like? I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. Because I know I, know I was doing, because I read a lot of books. I'm a person. I, I do a lot of reading. So I'll mm-hmm. tell you the story about that later on. But I do a lot of reading. And, and I was like, man, I'm, I'm discovering that everybody that's really, really making a big difference in the world are folks that are entrepreneurs. And I was like, I got to figure out this place too. Because when I was leaving the military, you know, transition out, there was like, there was a lot of, a really good system for finding employment. Mm-hmm. But the system for deploying my skill set wasn't as, as set up as the employment piece. I'm right. like, well, you know what? I got to find a way to get to tap into this entre- entrepreneurial stuff. So I started doing re- a lot of research, started reaching out to people. And I started life coaching because I love coaching folks already because I was building the military. That's something that we do, kind of build a team, so forth and so on. So I right. started my life coaching stuff. And then I realized that I need um, things that I can sell, you know, products mm-hmm. and service, so forth and so on. So I was like, so for a whole year, I took like a year sabbatical after my first year. So I took a year off. I didn't do anything but, I, but read and listen to a lot of books. And I wrote my first book during that time. And I was like, you know what? I need to figure out how to really master this crap of really like working on something for my own. Right. And I keep working through that process. 
And that took me to meeting a lot of awesome people that are doing this in the entrepreneurial space. I'm like, okay, well, what are you guys doing to make money? And I, like you've seen a lot of people doing it right now, like the podcasting, yeah. people trying to monetize that. Um, they're coaching stuff, trying to find you know other other ways to make money. And I like realize that's 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 the place I need to be in because that that's gonna liberate me from really that nine to five stuff from like working two weeks for a paycheck, so forth and so on. That right. liberate me from that piece of it. So now I can just kind of find a way to build my business and put a lot of work because I'm telling you right now, you would share you already probably know this. Like doing the entrepreneurial stuff, you're gonna work weeks, months probably without not making any money. Right. But you could you kinda work, work, work. Right. Keep work, working, working. And then after a while, then the stuff that you, you put into place, the system you start working on, stop paying you. And they start mm -hmm. paying you, start paying, you know what I'm saying? Work start getting paid, work start getting paid. And you start getting paid while you work versus like, oh, I just got to work for a paycheck every two weeks and I get a paycheck and I keep working. If I stop working, I don't get paid. Right. So when I, when I start getting my pension and, I'm, and I'm my disability stuff, I'm like, oh, man, so I'm, maybe I'm sitting at home chilling. And I'm getting paid. Like, right. what can I, what else can I create on the board? What kind of assets can I put on the board? To do the same thing for me and i was like man so this entrepreneurial space really jumped off for me based on that that is so cool because i think a lot of people want to pursue something like that but are mm -hmm. afraid to yes. go down that road because it's like the fear of the unknown because i'll speak for myself and like growing up here in america as a as a black person and seeing mm -hmm. my family, like my family, we we were working class people for the most part. And, um, you know, it was all about going to work and getting a job, right? Like, mm -hmm. where's your job? Why aren't you going to work? You know, so it was always about having that as your security. And for those who have grown up in that same type of, you know, headspace that I did and mentality and mindset, how can you convince particularly black people, right? Because it's, mm -hmm. it's for us, it's like a thing of like pride to have a job mm -hmm. like where I grew up. It, it's, it's, it, it's prideful. You have your job. That's how you make your money. So all that to say for someone who wants to venture out to that entrepreneur world, what would be like something that you would suggest that would be a, a way for them to kind of like see that there's something beyond that nine to five mentality where you can make money and you can thrive and not just mm -hmm. survive because a lot of people mm -hmm. in, in America are just surviving. Right. How, how can 100%. we do that? What do you think? First, first thing I would say, keep, keep your day job. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, yes. I would, I would, no, I would tell them keep your day job. But, the, but then the hours that you're not on your day job, try to find something else that you, that you want to build. Because it's going to take a lot of time to really build yeah. it. It's going to take time. And, you know, oftentimes the reason why people don't do entrepreneurship, because entrepreneurship, like one thing you have to really master, you got to like, you got to face the sales piece and the marketing piece. Yes. And that is like, that is like the gatekeeper. If you don't know the sell or market, you're not going to make any money. So you can't get your business out if you're not, if you don't want to do those things, unless you really have money to outsource those two things, then you got to approach those things, two things. And oftentimes people are they are they are afraid of rejection because you don't want to sell sell your products or or share your product with other people try to help them, and people gonna tell you no I don't want that, and I'm telling you right now it hurts sometimes, mm -hmm. right it hits your nerves sometimes like oh man man I just got rejected a couple more times like I don't think I want to do this thing, right but you gotta know that hey you're building something and you gotta realize that that big obstacle in your way is gonna be the marketing and sales piece because once you figure out your products and service thing you want to offer to other people you're gonna want to share it to people and people are like yeah I don't want it. Mm. And you gotta be like, okay, you you just not the right person for it. That's okay. I'm gonna keep right. asking, right? And you gotta keep going. So I would say, keep a day job so you can kind of like cover your, your your expenses. And then once you build that thing that you love that you want to build for yourself, once that start working, you start seeing the income. You start figuring, oh no, it's no, I'm finding the right people that want my service. 
Then right. he just kind of focused on those same kind of people. Right. But the other thing that really hits me was, um, was you know, I call it the, no disrespect to the military, but it's like I came off the army plantation, right? Mm. It felt like a plantation because I was working so many hours. Same thing with other people. You on you on that corporate plantation or that that elevator plantation, go to work every day. It's okay, right? You want it, but you gotta realize that eventually you gotta get off that plantation. And the way to get mm. off is to create something of your own. And sometimes, like when you create something of your own, it's a different kind of feeling when you're working on something for you mm. versus building for something for someone else. When you start building something for you, like you're spending some sleepless night working on it, you're like, this is my thing. I'm like. For example, this is the baby you're carrying for that nine months period, right? right? And you realize once that baby is born, you gotta take care of it, you gotta find a community, that village to help you grow that baby, you know, nurture that baby until that baby can work on its own and do its stuff, right? All that stuff is kind of same, same analogy here, right? You gotta work on that thing for a while. It's gonna take some time. Right. But once you keep working on it, keeping your day job, but the hours that you're not, you're not working at your job, you're investing in the stuff you want to build. Right. And you find the right kind of people to surround yourself with that are doing the same thing because some days you're gonna feel like you don't want to do it because it's rough. Right. But then those people it like encourage like, hey man, let's keep doing this. Is what I'm doing. Oh, you're doing something different. The energy charge up, up back again, and you keep working on it and you keep working at it until that business start start hey start showing the residual income that you need. Right. Thank you so much. And I love the fact that you brought up the the um point of surrounding yourself with like minded people. Because I think some people in general are concerned about relationships that they've had for so long. And it's like, do I, you know, am, am I um, cutting out other people in my life in order to succeed? And it's like, sometimes you might have to do that in order to get to where you need to go. And it's not like you're just cutting people left and right. But if you have the opportunity to be around people who are actually with the same purpose and same drive as you, it's it's more beneficial uh, to kind of surround yourself in those spaces because a lot of times people that we're around, even though they mean well, family, friends, whatever, but they don't have that ambition and drive that you do in order to, you know, see those results in the work that you're doing, especially particularly as an entrepreneur, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we talk about this, we talk about freedom of time, purpose, money, relationship. So you got to figure out the folks you want to relate to because like... Mm -hmm. <laughs> If you're crazy about this idea and you find 10 other people that are crazy the same way, like when you hang around them, you won't think you're crazy. You think you're, you're all think you're sane. Right. right. But if you're crazy and you go on people that, oh man, this guy's crazy, right? You're going to feel out of place. So I'm saying <laughs> you got to find like-minded people. That's the reason why people don't like, once you start thinking differently, you might have disconnected yourself from your family a little bit because they don't see the same vision that you see. Yeah. And they're going to think, oh, you're crazy. You're wasting your time. So, so you got to go on people that are thinking just crazy like you. Right. And in that group of people, Nobody think they're crazy. Everybody think they're normal, right? But if you're in the wrong group of people, they're going to think you're crazy. They're going to think you're weird. So you got to find the right kind of people to associate yourself with. So that's when it comes to the freedom of relationship, like who you relate to at the time, like who you want to associate yourself with, because you got to find those people because their thinking, their like-mindedness help you keep going after the thing you want. If not, you're going to hang on people that are like, hey, oh, what are you, you, you crazy, man. What are you doing? That's, that stuff not going to work. Right. And you might get, get discouraged. I might stop putting effort into the things you want to do. So right. relationship and community really matters. Yeah, it's so true. And it's 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 while I'm segueing, but I'm like looking at. So for those who can't see, Asher has in his um, I, like with his name, it says wisdom coach. And so as the wisdom coach, like how did you come up with that name? And then <laughs> what does the wisdom coach provide to those that need that, you know, the wisdom that you offer? Well, thank you for mentioning that. 
<laughs> so, so, so let, let me define what wisdom coach really means. So, you know, like I said, I came from the military background and um, the military is a doing organization. Like we get mm -hmm. stuff done. Right. Yeah. And so I'm a person I'm, um, I'm, I'm what do you call it. I'm habitually or like um, one of my biggest habits. I'm a person that do, do, do. I like to do things. Mm -hmm. Right. So I like to get into things and do things. So wisdom really means application. Yeah. So applying what you know. So in this world that we're in right now, a lot of information is out there. People know a lot of stuff, but they're afraid to do it, to start doing it, to execute it. Wow. And so what I how I come into play is based on wisdom coaching. I just help you apply the thing that you know. Like this is what you want to do. Now I'm gonna be a guy by your side to help you make that first step, the second and third step, because oftentimes people are afraid of that first step. They don't want to apply what they know, they want to take that risk. It's scary. So if you have somebody that been through a certain situation and like this is what I want to do with my life. And um, I'm afraid to start it because I don't I don't like the energy of fear of failure by myself. So sometimes it's not easy to fail by yourself, but you're failing with somebody else. Like, hey, hold on, okay, let's let's change some stuff here. It's a little bit more easy, right? You won't you won't beat up on yourself too much. So that's where I come into play. So I consider myself a wisdom coach because I have people apply the things that they need to apply in their life, like whatever they need to do that they're not doing, whatever fears that they need to overcome, or whatever victory that we need to reinforce in their life. Right? Focus on those things and apply the things that works. Mm. Because that's what wisdom is. Apply the thing that really works. So that's where I play that that process as far as um, the wisdom piece. I love that. And you know, it's so funny. As you were saying that, I was thinking, because I've, I've worked with coaches in the past. And mm -hmm. it's so, like, amazing when you realize your purpose and the things that you can offer people as a gift, you know, as an offering. And it's so sometimes it's so easy and simple that mm -hmm. it scares you. And like for those that you've worked with that once they realize, oh, this is what I should be doing, but it it's so effortless. This can't mm -hmm. be it because things should be, you know, hard or I have to like be in the trenches for people who have that type of mentality. What does that look like as a coach for you? Like trying to, you know, not so much convince them, but, you know, to support them through their process and realize just because it comes easy, does, that, that doesn't mean that's a bad thing. That's actually a good thing because you can offer it in ways that someone else may not like how do you you know provide that assistance to those who are who are in that position so for example so i'm a i'm a writer so like one of my big goal is um to write 86 books by my 86th birthday wow that that is that is my goal so i'm, I'm working on my third book right now mm -hmm. and the third book is really focused on my own story like really telling it sharing it and, um, you know, you know, like one of my coaches, his name is Joe Weller, and he always tells me, Asher, like, no one cares about your story mm. unless you can make it about them. Man, every time you tell every time he says that to me, I'm like, ah, oh, like, let me keep focusing. So when I'm writing my story, I'm like, OK, so how can I put people in, like share my story, but also include people in the story? And the thing that I realized that really works when you want to include other people in your story, you got to use what I call spam. Right. Similes, parables, analogies, metaphors. Right. If you can right. tell a story and kind of use those things to symbolize certain things, then the story, people can see themselves in the story. So I, I am I'm writing like right now. So the folks that I'm really focused on right now is helping is immigrants and veterans. So I asked myself this one question to really, really figure out the people that I really want to really want to work with. Like, who do you want to be a hero to Asher? That's the question I ask. So anybody mm -hmm. right now that's listening, like ask that question. The people you want to focus on, like, who do you want to be a hero to? Wow. And that question, once you figure that question out, the answer to that question, those are the people you focus on. So when I asked myself that same question, who do I want to be a hero to? It came back to immigrants and veterans, 
right? Those are the two identities that I really, really like really connects I connect to really big time because I spent a lot of time being an immigrant and a veteran, right? So <laughs> so, so so I understand the pathway that that we all travel as immigrants and veterans, some of the struggle we went through and so forth and so on. So now we have traveled a journey, we have experienced certain things, right? You know, ordinary people that that seen a lot of different things, but now the how do you tell that story where you, you find value in it? Because mm-hmm. a lot of time immigrants and veterans because this this story, their journey is so emotional, like up and down. Sometimes they don't want to share it. They don't want to tell nobody about it mm. because it's so emotionally um, um, like roller coaster ride, right? Right. But but then your story has a lot of value because it gives a lot of perspective. So how do I share that story that you can own it, right? So I have my story. Like my story, with, one of the big thing was how do I own my own story? Like how do I increase the value with? How do I appreciate my past, right? Versus depreciating it because I was depreciating my past a lot when I left the military. I was some of my stuff. I wasn't. I didn't want to tell about it because it's just something about it that just really, really feel right. Talk about it at first, but I want to start organizing my my thinking, organizing my thought, my stories, and realize there's a lot of value in it. So why am I depreciating it? I should increase right. the value of it. I should appreciate it. So when I think about my story, you now I increase the value of it. I'm like, okay, so what can I tell it in a way that people can resonate with? I just want to start writing my story. So now I'm working with other people that are immigrants very like, hey, like we're gonna find a way to to extract your story from, from from your past, write it out, and then find a way to make people value it, right? So like no one cares about your story unless you can put them in it. So now how do you put other people in your story now? Like how do you help them to walk imaginary through your story? Like mm-hmm. picture themselves going through your story, to the obstacles, so forth and so on. And that's the way we kind of put people in the story. So that's when I work on people, like, how do you organize a story? To find value in it because once you find value in it so you can talk about it and it's a solution for a lot of people because i asked myself this is another thing that right you know i asked myself like who's the most successful people i know and when i and when i was going to that question you know I, it came back to my parents mm. and my mom and my dad and it was interesting when i came back because like my parents had nine kids nine kids and i don't know how they did it but they raised nine kids Right. Like my dad didn't have a, didn't have a formal education and so forth and so on, but they figured a way to do it. So based on their obstacles, their journey, mm-hmm. like they overcome a lot of stuff. Like, how did they do it? Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm curious about those, those information. So when I was looking back at my own story, like the people, the most successful people I know, don't have parents and same thing with the veterans and immigrants. Like what have you been through that people, if they was walking in your shoes, could they do it? A lot right. of people couldn't. Right. Mm-hmm. But how did you do it? And how do you find value in your own story? So now you can share it so you can help empower other people that are immigrants and veterans. Like, hey, own your story, own your journey, because you walk certain you walk this tightrope from the, the destination to here. And now you're like, wow, I didn't know I made across that tightrope, but I'm here. Right. right? So that's some of the stuff that I, I like to, to share with folks to own your own story. Over to you. I, I, first, over to me. I love back to you, Alicia. <laughs> And there we are. No, I love, and I love the, I love that because I think a lot of people, and you've probably seen this a lot, where people mm-hmm. are just truly not aware that their journey, what they have done in their life, is so powerful mm-hmm. and can change so many lives. But you think it's just me, like I'm just, I'm just doing my thing. But it's like what you're doing. And and the road that you're on, whether you believe in God, universe, like there's a reason why you are doing what you're doing, and what you're doing can be, you know, I, you know, a blessing, a gift, or you know, something that will encourage someone else to, you know, keep the ball rolling in terms of, 
you know, creating better, you know, outcomes for humanity or whatever that mm-hmm. looks like. So I, I love the fact that you, you know, are encouraging people to just not only share their story, but implement it in a way where other people can just, you know, thrive based off of, okay, if that person can do it, come on, I, I, I'm, I'm going to give it a try at least, you know, I love that. Yeah. So Alicia, this is the thing, right? There might be a thousand person right now looking to make that first step on that same path you've been on. Mm-hmm. No, you, no, you right now you have that blueprint, that map of that exact path that you walk, and you're afraid to make that first step. But if you're like, hey, I've been on this path before. This is what I did. This is what it looked like. Now they can envision. They can vision it now. They can like, oh, I can see. Hmm. Oh, at least you make these steps. Maybe I make make these different adjustments when I do the first step. But if you can, if you can sit down with those thousand people right now, like, hey. I know you're about to take this journey on, and this is what I've been through when I went when I was there. I made a lot of mistakes while I was there. But just in case you want to go on that journey too, this is why you need to see what it looks like, right? Right. Here's some of the obstacles along the way, and this is what I did to overcome them. It took me a little long, but I right. made it around them. But maybe with this vision, you can actually make a few more different steps, right? But when right. people see that, right, now they're like, you know what? I can do it. Right. Because that's what it is. Like, like all we're doing is showing people pathways forward. Right. And and I made a lot of sacrifice walking it by myself or with some other people that kind of hold my hand there. I'm a, I'm I'm doing the same thing with other people. Like you're going on this journey right now. You're doing this, this or whatever you want to venture off into. If it looks the same as mine, we identify with the same identity. Then sure, I can tell you what I did and what I didn't do. And maybe you can figure out based on that data, you can kind of know, do some data analytics, right? <laughs> and figure out exactly. Hey, do I want to do the same thing? I want to do it differently. And you can right. you can do it now because now you have a map, right? That you can use to go forward and figure out exactly what path you want to take differently. Yeah. But people need that. And if no, everybody keep hiding their story, hiding their journey, you know, hiding the, the data that they, they 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 went on to get to where they get got to, then a lot of people are gonna be they're gonna be trapping a lot of fear. So with the, with the wisdom coach coming to like, hey, this is what other people have done. Mm. Right. Another thing I didn't share with you is like back in 2016, I started this challenge to read and list a hundred books a year, a thousand books in 10 years. Mm-hmm. I'm on my eight years right now. I'm over 700 plus books. So by the end of this year, I should, should knock on my 800 book goal, right? Being an 800 book club. So I've been chasing other people's story, like finding books to read and listen to, right? That uh-huh. people are sharing their stories, sharing their tools and systems, like how they think differently about the situation. And I'm like, hey, hey, I'm, I'm collecting this thing because I want to see what other people do. Right. Because the thing is, right, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a problem right now. And one of my favorite quotes by Dan Sullivan, he said, the problem is not the problem. But you're thinking about the problem that makes the problem, right? Mm. So what I realized is that I'm looking at the problem, and the only way it's the problem because the way I'm thinking about it. Wow. So if I can find somebody else that think about this problem a little differently to make it easier for them, I want to know exactly what that person thought. Right. Right. So give me that that little recipe of thinking about that problem that made it made it easy for you. And from there, I'm like, let me think the same way and see what this problem looked the same way. Right. And when I think like those person thought for that problem, oh, it's not that hard. It's actually easy. Right. I was just thinking about it differently. So now that that's the recipe I'm looking for in other people's story. Like, how do you look at a problem, think about it differently, made it ease, make it ease for you? Right. Because I want that same thinking cycle, thinking process to replicate that same thing. And if I look at the problem the same way you did, and mm-hmm. it was easy for you and easy for me, now I'm like making making progress. Right. But if I'm focused on the hard way of thinking about it, then life becomes a lot hard. So right. all we gotta do is figure that out. Find people that are thinking about the problem differently and think about the problem the same way they think about it, and now the problem becomes a little bit easier. It's like, like mind blown right now. Like seriously, just like all, all the nuggets, like right there, Asher. Like seriously, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, wow, right. But here's here's the thing: 800 books in, like you, 
in eight years. No, seven hundred and thirty. Seven hundred thirty. So by the end of this year, I should be about eight hundred book mark. Yeah. Okay. So what started this journey? Because I was interested when you were just saying in general about you wanting to write at least mm -hmm. you said about eighty six books by your eighty sixth birthday. Mm -hmm. This this reading and like love for learning in this way. Like, where did this start? I, I love this because it's like that idea of one reading, you know, books and just trying to expand your world and also writing that causes, you know, additional expansion in your life as well. This is that whole idea of liberation in so many ways. You know, I don't mm -hmm. think people even understand that reading about other situations and circumstances and people that expands your whole concept and idea of how you navigate through life. So how did this start in your world reading and and writing at such an amazing you know at mm. such amazing pace right well yes thank you so much and i'll tell you why where it started and so the reason why i'm doing it because i want to i want to i want to really sharpen up these three vocabulary that I call my thinking vocabulary my speaking mm -hmm. vocabulary my reading vocabulary mm -hmm. like those was a big challenge for me um like just growing up so i'll tell you the reason why because i grew up with a symptom of add and dyslexia Okay. So those were very, those, those symptoms really make, make, um, make like really education itself was very challenging for me. So growing up, like I realized at age 35, that the only book I've read from cover to cover was the Bible. That's the only book. Mm. So you feel like it took me 35 years to read one book. Wow. Um, and I really had a difficult time in high school. Like I really, like really, really was, was because of the symptom of dyslexia. It just really, high school was really hard for me because I just couldn't really focus on like the bookwork stuff. Right. Cause my right. brain doesn't work in a linear fashion. Right? right. I'm a person that I see. I see big picture, like I see the web. I gotta connect that. So when I see that stuff, I gotta zoom out on certain things. That's how my brain works. Right. Right. So now I realize that hey, I gotta make a, I gotta change the story. Like because I was telling myself the story the whole time. Like actually, you can't read. Like reading was so hard for you. So like you know, I gotta change this. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna deliberately do something to make a difference with this story I've been telling myself for the last 35 years that I couldn't read. So I started right. that hundred book challenge, and once I knocked it out, I was like, whoa. I, just, I can do it because I would start fighting time because I was in the military at the time. I was like in the senior part of my year in the military too. And I was like, you know what? Um, I need to work on this thing. I didn't feel like I had time for it because mm -hmm. I was working those 14 hour days and stuff. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep doing it. And it, I think there's a story that says like uh, the average American uh, watched about 30 to 70 hours of TV a week. Wow. And that time I was, I was watching a lot of movies. Like, right? I'm like, you know what? A lot of time we're spending watching, like, I'm going to use this stuff. So I stopped watching TV. I stopped watching sports um news so forth and so on that's something all those things and right. i just focus on audio books and reading books right that's everything i do i stop when i when i'm not working that's what i focus on right and after a while it becomes a habit yeah and once it becomes a habit is i'm get addicted i'm like oh man i can't i can't i can't stop reading this the books i swear to god because yeah. you know most of my time in the military for the last decade of my, my service in the military i average about three to four hours of sleep wow yeah, I know, and it 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 it's, it affected me a certain way because that, I, that's yeah. another, another story for another day. But it but it it messed with my memory too because mm. I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't sleeping so much because of different nightmares and so forth and so on. I was like, you know what I'm right. saying? Right. And then that started affecting me. But I was just using the time just for reading and listening to books and doing other studies and working on other things. And after that, it started paying off later on because now I have different skill set. Now I'm writing. Now I'm reading. Now I'm doing all different things. Now I'm public speaking. Now I'm doing all these things. So it all plays out in the end. But right. it, was a, it was a lot of sacrifice. Right. You know, and that's so amazing. I, the idea of opening yourself up to something completely different like that, like the reading and the writing and, and now to know where you are now is commendable. And I, 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 
seriously, because I think a lot of people want to know how to like break free of the status quo. Like you go mm-hmm. to work, you sit around and you watch TV, you might eat some dinner and then bed. And it's like, it's like this constant, like, you know, hamster wheel situation and that's just their life. And so to like to define that idea of liberating yourself in that way, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's amazing because like I said, it sometimes most, well, not sometimes a lot of people just don't know that they can do that. Like this is kind of feel like, okay, this is life. Like I'm just following what everyone else does, but to really take your own path, mm-hmm. that, that it's beautiful. So I'm just, I'm just commending you on that. That's it's amazing. Well, well, thank you so much. And for my for my brown for my black and brown folks out there that are listening, hey, hey listen, <laughs> we we gotta we gotta get into reading. Yes, reading. We gotta either read audiobooks or your your regular books, whatever. You gotta get into it because I'm telling you, like, just imagine if you were sitting in the in the village, right? And um, you know, the folks that are that are have a lot of experience sit around and give you all the tools and tips and so forth and so on. You would make it really far. Yeah. But in this age, we don't have that, right? We gotta go hunt for that information ourselves. You gotta find people that are really, really like making a difference. What their recipes, and you can go after that. Right. So this is the thing I want to say. Beyond your coaching, your you know your military status, you also offer different um, products as well. Like you have a whole site. I was looking at it, and I I, I navigated. I mean, I navigated. I gravitated, I should say, to the supplements because I was like. What? But even beyond that, you were like, oh, no, slow neurosis. I, I'm I'm beyond the supplements. I have so many other things. So like, <laughs> share with everybody. Like, you, you were just a powerhouse. Like, so beyond mm. supplements, what else are you offering people out here? No, okay. <laughs> well, let, let's tap on the supplement piece because it was um. So here's the thing. Because when I was um doing my life coaching stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to figure out like what else can I offer people other than my life coaching, right? Because mm-hmm. you meet people, and this is what thing what people. Three things people are gonna talk about when you meet anybody, right? They're gonna talk about they're gonna talk about what's happening right now. Mm. They're gonna talk about how rotten things are. Yeah. And they're gonna talk about what they how they wish things were. So I'm meeting people that are doing all these things. I'm like, okay, so if you want my coaching, what else can I offer you? Because right now you there's a lot you're telling me all your problems. So what else can I offer you in the meantime while I'm sitting here? Like, what else can I offer to help you? So I've, I figured and I so I was looking for that stuff, and then I, I discovered this product brokerage and e-commerce business. And I started that with a lot of different products that we that we broke, right? So whatever that person needs in their whole soul, like whatever you need for your house, for your car, whatever it is, right? There's something right. that's there for you. So you can get all that stuff through that through that to that platform. So I just I have that platform available as well. So when I meet people and they tell me, hey, you know what, maybe you might need to take this um supplement because just like we discover, right? You might have your day job, but a day job is not enough to cover your stuff. So you need to find supplemental income. That's where you start right. your, your business on the side. Just like we understand in America, right? People talk about natural food, so on and so on. Let me, let me tell you this. I grew up in Jamaica. My dad was a farmer. Wow. Right? Like, to, to get organic food, really, really organic food, you got to go to it. It doesn't come to you. Right? Because if, yeah. if, you, ever, if you ever, like, eat, like, one of those wild apples or something like that that you might come upon, you, bu- you buy that apple, like, and within minutes, it starts changing colors. Yes. Because it's real natural. Right? Natural food doesn't stay on. It spoils very fast. Yeah. So when people say, oh, this is natural food, like, if it's not poor, spoiling the next few days, that means it's not really, really natural, right? It's not really organic. Mm-hmm. So I realized that if you want organic stuff, you got to go to where it's at. And that's what I discovered. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so now we know that food that we eat doesn't have enough nutrients. That means you're going to supplement the new, the food that you're eating with supplements, right? right. Some people don't like, oh, I want to go all herbal. Yeah, you, you can. But you got to go find, you got to go to that place with the food. If you're going to get it shipped to you, it's not going to be that original. 
Right. So when, this, when I discovered, I'm like, okay, all right. So now I know we got to do supplements. So I'm offering that too, right? Different way to supplement, different things. And that's what we offer. A lot of different stuff on the, on, on the portal. A lot of different stuff. Oh my gosh. And I will share that portal on, in the show notes because I was just like, Asher is out here doing all the things. Like this is beyond amazing, you know, seriously. Um, so I wanted to like go back to the whole, your, like your writing. Mm-hmm. So you've written three books so far, right? Oh, I'm working on my third one. Working on your third one. Okay, so the your oh, go ahead. Okay, so yeah, the third one is it's 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 called Two Suitcases to Success. I love that. You love it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so, yeah, because uh, most time you know, as immigrants, right? Are you my veterans, right? You pack up all the stuff in two suitcases and we take off. Right. We go different places. We're trying to serve people in different capacities. And as a veteran, you pack up your two, your two duffel bag and you roll out, right? You go over there and you go, you go take care of business, right? Same thing. But a lot of times, oftentimes, all of our the stuff that we really need, we put it in two suitcases. Mm. And oftentimes it fits, right? So that's kind of like the, the idea around the two suitcases to success. You pack it up and you go and you go, you go change your world in a new place, you know, work your way from, from underneath that first start and you just kind of build from there. So that's kind of like behind, behind the, uh, the two suitcases to success. It's coming and soon. So, coming soon. And then so your first two books. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So the first book is called uh Turn Your Traumas into Treasure. Mm. And that one is um it's kind of like I packed that one up with like all of the systems and tools and stuff that I've read a lot of books that I went through and I organized the content in there. And that one I, I kind of built that one on like a fictional and unfictional. I wrote right. it, I wrote it in, in those two, 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 two kind of like um, two two different general kind of way. So I built that one around that. So actually, like most of the ideas for like other books I'm gonna write is in that first book. It's crazy because I will I packed it up with so much stuff in there, mm-hmm. and then from there I'm gonna build after that. And the second book it was like a guided journal, the second publication. So I kind of put yes. that together so I had people kind of work on. Like if you're sitting there reading, you can also start working on building certain stuff about your life, so forth and so on. And that's what the the the, the second one is called. Focus on your path. The, the guided journal that's what it's called focus on your path and it's on this um the, the series name is demi divine and that's the name of the series name so i'm gonna write a bunch of different books underneath that series that's what i'm gonna focus on just kind of package them underneath that series name um and build from there so that's the journey that is amazing like seriously mm-hmm. and you know the idea of like writing a book i've always thought about it but it's like oh my gosh i don't know it's a, <laughs> it's a lot of work right it's a lot of work and it's like mm-hmm organizing all the things that's that's i think that's where it is for me it's just like okay i know the thought like the thoughts are in my head let's be serious Mm -hmm. but like putting them in order so i'm always fascinated when i talk to people who've written books because i'm just like wow that's amazing it's amazing i'll tell you a story yeah i'll tell you a story when i was writing the first book oh it took me a whole year to write that book because it was very challenging and i got the add brain and the dyslexia combined that those are like you know Right. Those hit, those hit hard, right? Mm-hmm. But I was under the, that was my thinking at first is that I got to do all of the work on the book. I didn't really think about like the editor, their contribution to it. So when I discovered editors, that's when books really got easier for me. Mm. Because you find your development as an editor to help you kind of get restructure, organize and stuff. Because they, they are, some people got just got better brain of organizing things. Right. And I'm like me, I got ideas up there, like a lot of ideas. Right. But to organize them, I need help, right? So the development as an editor help me organize my ideas. Then you can go to your, your copy editor, your line editor, so forth and so on. They can help you make sure that all your grammar stuff is straight before you publish. Right. So once I discovered the contribution of editors, I was like, oh my God, I was killing myself. So I have ideas. Right. 
But now, hey, let me start writing those things down. I'm gonna find somebody to help me organize them. Mm. And once you start, once you start organizing them, then from there you can go back and start putting more stuff in there because right. organize. You're like, oh, I need, I need to change here. I need to change there. And that kind of make a difference. Excuse me, I was kind of burping a little bit. But yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. But once, but once, <laughs> once I discovered those stuff, it was it was laughing because I would listen to um John C. Maxwell if you know him. Mm-hmm. This older guy that's he wrote he wrote a lot of books too. But I discovered him and he was um talking about how he kind of like when he like he doesn't get writers about because he like takes so many notes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he kind of creates his folders where he kind of captures his notes in there when he read books and listen to other people so forth and so on. And then um. Excuse the background noise. Oh, and, and then and then um and then and then uh after I discovered what he's doing, I was like, oh let me start doing that. And then I was listening to listen to Dan Sullivan, the guy I gave you the quote from earlier. Right. He was saying that how he worked on his stuff is that he listened to he read he read a lot of Shakespeare stuff and he rewrites Shakespeare stuff. Mm. Like just write it up with his hands. Right. And he said by practicing that, he kind of organized his brain to really write like Shakespeare because he was saying that Shakespeare write with with just one or two syllables, so it makes him a really awesome writer, making very simple stuff, whatever. Right. He start doing that, and that kind of helped him start writing the way he needs to write. And once he started doing that, then he started writing those his own writing, put his own ideas out, and because his brain was practicing doing Shakespeare stuff, mm-hmm. now it becomes a lot easier. I'm like, hmm, interesting. So I start finding authors I like. I'm writing their right. stuff out, like taking notes on their ideas, right? And before I know it, I got Google documents like. From, from ages with all, a bunch of ideas, right? Because I'm reading a lot right. of books and listening to a lot of books. So now that makes it a lot easier for me to like plug in ideas, use my own ideas, find other people's ideas, reframe them differently, think through them differently. And the thing about when I'm reading books and a lot of books is like, I'm taking notes about what their idea triggers in me. So mm-hmm. I'm listening to these books. I'm like, mm, you just hit me with the idea and it created these thoughts. I write them on my own thoughts. Right. Or sometimes I take notes of their thoughts too. But oftentimes it's what they trigger in me. And I'm like, oh, I'm thinking about it differently. So I start writing them on my own thoughts. And that kind of helps with really collecting ideas. And then when you start writing, you, you got stuff to pull from. It makes it a little more easier. Thank you so much for sharing that. Because I was literally sitting here with my like jaw dropped. I was like, oh, yes, an editor, Alicia. Hello. Like, th- yes. What? What? Like, think this through here. Like, what are you, what are you doing here? Yes. because I, and, and now that it makes so much more sense, because I'm just like, wow, people are like organized out here, like nobody's business, just out here writing books. Like, what the hell? Like, this is... I, Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. Because I mean, that might have helped someone too. That's like, I want to write a book, but I don't even know what the heck. Like, I have so many Mm -hmm. thoughts and so many ideas, but how do I put it together? Thank you. Like, Mm -hmm. I know that sounds so probably like, like basic to you. But for me, it's like, yes, that is what it is. That's what it requires. You're just not doing this by yourself. There are other people that are involved. So thank you for pointing that out. Oh no! Listen, listen. I was uh, I was under the same kind of thinking too. I was like I said, the, the right. problem is not the problem. When you're thinking about the problem that makes the problem. Yeah, I was thinking about it very hard, very difficult. I'm like, oh, it's just right. me, just me, just me. Like, no. Yeah. When I discover other people, because a lot of editors are not book writers, mm. right? They know about these ideas, but they're good at structuring things. Yeah. And the people with a lot of ideas oftentimes are not good at structuring things. That's the thing, right? People with a lot of ideas, they're not good organizers. <laughs> I'm like raising my yeah. hand. <laughs> yeah, so that's why that's why it takes a team. It takes a yeah. team because now you have a lot of ideas and somebody like, oh, actually, you should put this one first, put this one second, and put this one third, mm. right? And they can help you organize it because the thing is, if you organize for people to follow, then they will read it. They will listen to it. Yeah. But if it's not, then it's like, oh, I'm still confused because this was my problem. Like, I always see solution in any situation. Like, oftentimes, mm. because with, a, with an ADD brain, my brain processing cycle is way faster than other people. 
Yeah. Like I process things very fast. Like I see solution very quick. I get to things very quick. I just can't explain it the way I got to it. Yes. Right. Yeah. So when I when I'm like when I meet other people, I'm like, okay, this is what I'm seeing it at, right? This is um this is how because like I tell you, I'm a web person, right? I look at yeah. it like a web. I see I connect yeah. the dots, but to do it linearly like, where, where other people can follow it, it's not my brain. Right. But a person that's really good at structure, we're like, oh, I should put this one first. This is number two. This is number three, right? In my brain, it doesn't it doesn't arrange that same way. It's like one over there, over there, right? I can see the whole picture, right? But for somebody to follow it, they need a linear, um, structure. Right. My brain is not good for that. So other people with other ideas, brain is not good for that either. Mm -hmm. So you can find somebody that can see all your ideas, and like, oh, actually, the one you have for number five, it should be number one. If you yes. start there, people can follow it. I'm like, ah, I couldn't see it because I don't think linearly. Right. So now your personal ideas, find somebody to help you structure it. Once you can structure it, they're like, oh, now we start making sense right. for other people. To you, it makes sense. To them, they don't. Right. So, yeah. I love that because as you were saying that, like, I've never been diagnosed with, like, ADHD or ADD, but I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure I have it because I, as you were saying all that and just other things beyond, just, like, things that have, like, happened in, like, in my everyday life, that mm -hmm. is me. Like, all those things, like my mind like i have thoughts constantly and i can just figure stuff out so fast people are like how are you doing all this I was like i don't know like it's just it's just what i do right but like you said it's that structure and that mm -hmm. linear process i'm like yeah I, mm -hmm. I i don't know what you're talking about with that but i can give you all these thoughts i can give you all you know i can throw all yeah. that at you and if you can put it together sweet because i that's just not the way i, I operate you know that's why we need a team. Like this is that's yes. what like my main goal, like the 2024 and beyond is to really build a really awesome team. Because mm -hmm. what I learned from the military is that the best organized team win and the best organized family thrive, right? If you can yes. organize a team and your family, you can really win. Right. And without and without without them, you're not gonna the best the other team gonna beat you. If you're trying to do it by yourself, you're gonna lose because somebody got a better organized team, they're gonna beat you. Right. This is so true. now how do you figure to organize your team so you can go in and start winning together? Because like I was Killing it by myself, killing mm. myself as well. Right? Yeah, until I find the right kind of people, like, hey, help me with this, help me with that, and from there, life becomes a lot easier. I'm like, oh man, I'm not like having these sleepless nights because I'm over here trying to figure this thing out on my own. So much right. easier to help me. No, I love that. Before we go though, because I could literally mm. talk to you all day. Seriously, like <laughs> this vibe has been great. So thank you so much. But before we go, mm -hmm. the idea of or, or your idea of liberation. Mm -hmm. I know you've done all these amazing things in your life and you continue to do amazing things, but what does that look like, your idea of liberation? And how can you be an offering of liberation beyond what you've already offered um, to so many wonderful people as a Black man in, in America? Mm. I, re I realize that identity is important. Yeah. And um, and oftentimes we hear like I'm like I wasn't raised in America, but I've been in America for 25 years now. Mm -hmm. And I realized that it's it's hard for our people out there. man. a lot of us because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a little history about like in Jamaica. Right. Like like Jamaicans, we dominate sports that we don't do teamwork in. Yeah. Right. We dominate that because the same the same spirit that caused you to be so so resistful, so like so powerful and you can fight back whatever it also restricts you on being a team player mm. so when i first joined the military that was one of my biggest problem was like really really finding the energy to really be a team player so i worked hard at it because i was you know i i was very like 
you know, pushy, pushy, whatever, right? On my own thing. But then I realized that, that you got to be, be able to do teamwork. So I started working on that piece, and that piece kind of changed for me. So same thing with a lot of a lot of our folks. They are they are not team teamwork oriented. They want to do stuff by themselves, and we are losing yeah. because we are trying to be independent too much by ourselves. We need teamwork. We need to mm-hmm. organize, right? That means you got to put some stuff down a little bit so you can so you can kind of balance with the team, and from there you can build together. And if we don't okay. do that, we're not gonna win. Like I'm mm. saying, the most organized team win. The most organized family thrives. If we're not organized, we're not gonna win. So I learned that lesson, and I'm telling you still a lot of short story because my dad showed me this this um this thing in action when I was growing up. He call it he call it the day for day, but I call it exchange labor. So back when my dad was a farmer, and what I used to do, I saw it when I was young. I was, I was impressed by it, right? So my dad used to have um like a bunch of the farmers. They have different farm like they they plant and stuff. So so on Monday they would come to my dad farm and work. So all the all the farmers they all come. Every seven of them would come to my dad farm and they work that day, right? Called exchange labor. So he come in, he put everything he got on that on that day on this farm. So the next day he goes to the other person farm. Everybody go over there. They all you know all come around that farm and they work hard, very hard, right? Teamwork together. Put that person's stuff, dig up, dig up the line, whatever they want to do, right? Next day they go to the next person's farm all day, all week, right? That's how they do it. And the person that hosts kind of like feed the person. If you come to my farm today, I'm going to cook the food and feed you, right? So somebody mm-hmm. will cook the food, maybe the spouse or somebody else cook the food. And every, all the men work, labor, and dig down this whole side of the mountain, right? Mm-hmm. So I saw that teamwork and I was like, huh, a day for a day. I give you a day, you give me a day. I give you my wow. best work when I come to your farm. You give me your best work when you go to your farm. So now that put those folks, cause them to thrive because now everybody's stuff is growing. Yeah. Because if you want to, you know, you want to beat the season, that means you got to plant all your stuff at a certain time, right? And everybody come together and do it and it works. I saw that. So came to America, say the same, thought the same thing, right? Um, Join the military. Some people organize, some people don't. But the per- people that don't, are the people that are losing. Just like us, right? Black folks. A lot of us are losing because we're not organized. And I'm saying we need to get back to being organized. And that right. will liberate us from the lot of things that are holding us down in this plantation that we can't escape from because mm. we're not being organized. We're not working together. Right. So if we can do that and do a lot, a lot more reading and listen to books and build a new community, then we can win. So that would be liberation. Freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom mm. of purpose, and freedom of relationship. If we can get those, life will be a lot more easier. Asher, that was everything. Like, seriously, like, so beautifully said. And I love the idea of the, 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 the like, the exchange of help. Exchange labor. Yeah. The day for a day. That was, mm-hmm. that is amazing. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I, because I've even said just in general in life, it's like, if we can just find ways to, like, my, this is my skill set and that's your skill set. Well, listen, I can offer you this. And and we can just work in that way because we all have so many amazing talents. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the way, in my opinion, that we can 100%. Just, I mean, yes. just using it all to us to work together. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, you want you it. You want it. You were saying, like, if we if my unique ability combined with your unique ability, combined with somebody's unique ability, and everybody combined their own unique ability, we were really tired because now what's unique about me, I love doing anyway. Yes. I will give you a hundred percent of that any day, right? Yes. So if I get to sit on your team and that's all I do, the thing that I'm uniquely capable of doing, then guess what? I'm happy because I'm yes. doing that. And guess what? At the end of the day, we all we all reap the benefit of the compensation part of it, right? So that's the thing that I love about the, the teamwork. Like you put you, I know you're good at that. So just focus on that, buddy. Mm-hmm. Like I know you're great at structuring my, my, my content. Just focus on structuring. I come up with the ideas, right? Right. And then you just so whatever it is, right? But we organize our own our unique ability and we can win. Yes. But we're 
disorganized and everybody's trying to do everything and we're not getting anywhere and it's right. very hard so yeah this listen this has to be shared with as many people as possible because i think cool. that's where it is it's where we let go of the fact that we can't do everything and that is okay yes. focus on what you do best and get around people who need that that service and you guys just work together and create that organized team asher you are the bomb this was amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Alicia. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. So before we go, if you can share with everyone where they can find you, websites, uh, social media platforms, take it away. Oh, cool. So my main website right now is called it's, uh, lifechangingwisdom.com. So www.lifechangingwisdom.com. And my book, I'm staging them on the website called demidivine.com. Mm -hmm. And for Instagram, I'm building my Instagram page right now. So it's Asher, A-S-H-E-R dot R-A dot S-T-A. They can find me on Instagram. And I'm on Facebook. Asher, right. You can find me on Facebook. So and I will share. Also, go ahead. Sorry. No, that, that's that's where, that's my main my main spot right now. So. Okay, sweet. And I'll share all this information in the show notes, just in case, you know, you got, you're like, I didn't write that down. It'll be in the show notes, y'all. Don't worry yeah, about cool. it. Oh, my gosh. Asher, thank you so much again. I hope you come back on the podcast at some point. Of course. Yeah, this was yeah. great. Yes, cool. You've been awesome, by the way. So, congratulations for you for uh, taking on this role and uh, and showing, you know, our 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 melanin folks that hey, man, we gotta get, we gotta organize because ain't nothing shining like melanin. I'm just telling you, yes. right now. ain't nothing shining like it, right? So let's 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 go keep shining and uh, just keep progressing and you know, increasing our abilities in the world, right? Cool. I thank love so that. Much. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much again, and y'all, thank y'all for listening to this week's episode of the Eating Me Podcast. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Eat Me podcast. I am so happy that you all keep coming back to listen to these awesome conversations. And so please, if you have not please subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't rated or reviewed the show, please take the time to rate and review the show. These conversations mean so much to me and I hope they mean that much to you. So definitely continue to rate and review, start rating and reviewing and continue to share or start sharing the podcast with those that you love or those that you're trying to love. <laughs> All right, y'all. I'll see y'all on the next episode. I love you. Bye. Mm -hmm.